Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Calvin Booth, Rashad McCants, Joey Devine, Sebastian Telfair, Sheldon Williams, Mr. Candace Parker, Sean Keen, Mark Madsen, Patreons, Feeling Minnesota, thank you Minnesota, Morrisonic Podcast, thank you Mr. Podcast, Maxwell Cardone, thank you Maxwell, Barrett Baldelli, thank you Barrett, Musical Guest, Owl City, and now the temporary host of Brown Ball Rock, Joey Devine. Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast, and we are back with our first brand new episode in the new year. Hello, 2020. Goodbye, 2019. And of course, hello, war with Iran. Very sick. Very sick. Love it. So cool. Love this. Love this. How this is all going. Sean Keen, you're here. You're my co-host. What's up? Uh, not much, Joey. I'm just, um, I mean, it was weird how the first shots of the war were fired by Kevin Love at mm-hmm. Chetty Osman. That it's was true, yeah. <laughs> going against strategic U.S. interests, but, uh, you know, sometimes sometimes you gotta go rogue. Uh, just in case anyone cannot uh, decipher sarcasm, uh, war sucks, this sucks, fuck everything, I'm sorry. Um, but before we get to uh, everything else, um... Some business off the top. 
uh, on, follow us on Twitter at roundrockpod. Email us at roundrockpod at gmail.com. Subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash roundrockpod. And, uh, or call us on the phone on the number you'll both hear later and can see in the description of the show. Uh, do I have any other business to do, Sean? Did I remember it all? It's been so long. That's pretty tight. All right, sick. <laughs> um, sick AF, I would say. <laughs> but not as sick as that Iranian... Co- no, I'm not even... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stop going to war! Yeah. It's, it, it's There's no reason... In, it's, it's not going to work, for one... It's not, like, not going to be a winning the, effort. <laughs> what are we trying to do? What would even be... Like, what would it working even be? Do you know what I, I mean? Like, I don't even know. It seems so pointless and so fucking stupid. <laughs> and uh, vote for Bernie Sanders, please. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm still holding out hope that Jill Stein will throw her uh, her doctor's hat back in the ring. Um, just because I'm, I remember when I gave seventy five thousand dollars to that recount effort, Joey. You did, yeah. That that wiped me out. That's it why we had out. to start our Patreon. Yeah, I just I, <laughs> saving that. I was like, LA is expensive, and I'm like, you know what? Uh, she was once an alderman, almost. <laughs> Um, anyway, uh, sorry to bum everybody out right off the top, but, uh, it really fucking sucks and I can't stop thinking about it, but you know what the other thing I can't stop thinking about is, Sean? What's that? Uh, we made a mistake on our last episode. Uh, you know, technically, a guest made a mistake. <laughs> well, you know what, uh, our guests are representative, I'm a team player, and unlike Kevin Love, I take responsibility for the mistakes my uh, 900-year-old college coach, uh, the children who play point guard with me, and uh, our basketball feelings expert. (laughs) Look, I will trust whatever she says about uh, things in Canada, because the real things already sound fake to me. Uh, But we know we're we're being confusing here. Uh, Yeah, yeah, sorry. Let's... Look, we have a correction. A listener called us in. Uh, Robot, play the correction. Look, I know that Sean and Joey seem like they're incapable of making mistakes. But it's not true. Even gods make mistakes, which Sean and Joey definitely are. They made me say that. So here is a correction. That's right. We're doing corrections now. Everyone does whoopsie sometimes. Well, not me, because I'm a robot. Here's a correction. Hey, Roundball Rock Pod. Uh, this is Sam Toman uh, at MidtownKW on Twitter. Um, yeah, I was listening to your excellent pod with Katie Heindel and Kelly Dwyer and just wanted to point out one correction. Um, Jamal Murray is not from Mississauga. Um, no disrespect to Mississauga. Uh, shout out to those guys. But uh, no, he's from Kitchener, Ontario. 
Um, Kitcher is actually part of like a bunch of cities clustered together called Waterloo Region. And Waterloo Region is famous for um, Seagram's Gin, uh, Blackberry, um, Blake Murphy, uh, celebrated uh, Twitter basketball guy, is from there. Um, what else? Um, they film The Handmaid's Tale here. Uh, there's a lot of Mennonites. We're kind of like the Amish. Um, two universities, and uh, it's basically the Columbus, Ohio of Canada. So a bit under the radar, um, but uh, still a decent place to live. No respect to Mississauga. Again, those guys are great. The Raptors 905 GD team are there. And just listening again to your podcast, um, if anyone was wondering, Woodbridge is absolutely the New Jersey of Toronto. So thanks again, guys. The best part about the Raptors winning the title last year was discovering your pod. And, uh, yeah, uh, uh, stay good. Bye. Thank you, Sam. Uh I'm sorry we made a mistake about uh, Kitchener, Ontario. It won't happen again. We're we're really sorry, and uh, it, was a, it was a great correction too. Yeah, really. Also, great. it was. You know what? I gotta say, it was a very Canadian correction because it contained two compliments for a different city that you know arguably wronged him. <laughs> Uh, but, but, but Sam, we have a bonus for you, uh, later in the episode. We do. Yeah. Um, I should also mention for those that listen to our last, our episode last time, we have gotten word from listener Silky Johnson. Uh, Oh, yes. Follow him. First off, follow him on Twitter at Silky Johnson 23. Every episode, every, the entire episode was helping him choose which NBA team to root for. Mm-hmm. And he came out on uh, New Year's Day with a statement that I'm going to read uh, here in its entirety. First, I want to thank Roundball Rock for their support. Also, Jeebus for being one righteous dude. And a special shout out to all the coaches, NBA team governors, and fans for all the love that I've received during the, received during this process. Here are my top three choices for teams to root for. Hashtag Grind City, hashtag Mile High Basketball, and hashtag Vice City. So his top three is, of course, the Memphis Grizzlies, the Denver Nuggets, and the Miami Heat. And I'm going to say right off the top, you know what? Three good choices. If I was going to move teams, those would probably be my top three. No, they're fantastic choices. Uh... I, I mean, I'm I'm way into the Memphis Grizzlies, I have to say. Uh, talking up John Morant, mm-hmm. uh, listening to the Fast Break Breakfast podcast. And it this. Makes me, <laughs> and, and, and a secret podcast called that Grits will not be named. Grits and Grinds. We don't know who runs it. It's great. You should definitely subscribe to it. And don't, just don't tell any married women in the Nashville area about it. Right. Um, I have an idea I want to announce for our show. Uh, Silky Johnson, before you make your decision, we want you to come on Round Rock, on Round Ball Rock, and we will have three representatives from the fan bases of those three teams pitch you 
on joining the team. And at the end yeah. of the episode, you will make your decision. Yeah, I even I think I have a representative in mind for each. I do, too. Yeah, that's uh, great. <laughs> I'm sure it's the same three. It's the same three people. <laughs> um, but we will talk to them shortly. Um, that being said, thank you, Silky Johnson. Thank you again for uh, Sam and Kitchener. Uh, follow him on Twitter at MidtownKW to learn all about Kitchener, Ontario, and, of course, the Waterloo region. <laughs> uh, we did get another call from another friend of ours. Should we play that right now? Oh, yeah. Sean and Joey can't come to the phone right now, but luckily phones are the domains of me, a robot. If you know the extension of Tillman Fertita, please dial it now. Press 1 to have a single beer with Zach Lowe. Press 2 for Senegal-related inquiries. Press 3 for Movie Times read by Brooke Lopez. Press 33 to hear problematic things Bill Simmons wrote in the early 2000s. Press 0 at any time to leave a message for Sean and Joey. That's right, you two can leave a message for Sean and Joey, just dial 323-682-0342. Once again that number is, 323-682-0342, please give me a call, being a robot is a solitary road. Hey, uh, Big Corbs here, uh, watching this Blazers-Knicks game, and the Blazers are like not winning right now. And I'm going to be real with you guys. I'm a little tired. Went to a party last night. Didn't get enough sleep. But uh, I'm just watching this uh, team, and uh, it's stupid. It's stupid. It's dumb. And uh, I guess I just want to know, like, uh, what's the stupidest uh, basketball team that you've watched in the last, like, ten years or so? Uh, so thanks. And... Uh, Hey, have a wonderful day. Big Corbs, what's up? Ladies, what's happening? Bye-bye. All right, that's right. You just heard Big Corbs. Corbin A. Smith, Ooh. the host ow, ow, ow. of, or former host, I guess, of the Take It or Break It podcast. Um, Leaving us shortly. Yeah. Uh, and he wanted to, of course, know, Sean, uh, what's the stupidest basketball team that you watched in the last, like, 10 years or so? You know, it's weird because I, I still kind of think, like, the stupidest – I think we're past the point where the stupidest basketball decision happened, which was the Warriors giving Steven Jackson that three-year extension mm -hmm. with two years left on his deal. I think because they were scared of Steven Jackson, and then Steven Jackson almost immediately demanding a trade. Um, the stupidest team in that time – uh, I kind of, I mean, I kind of think it was like the 2014 Lob Nation Clippers. Oh, interesting. Just because so many stupid, stupid things happen to that team all the time. Mm -hmm. But I'm thinking of Chris Paul trying to get a three-shot foul while being intentionally fouled in the backcourt, losing the ball, the game, and the series to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Mm -hmm. um, there's probably... 
God, there's so many great dumb moments. Jason Kidd spilling that soda. That was a really dumb Nets team, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I guess would be the 2014 Nets? Yeah, 2013-14 Nets. Jason Kidd spilling a soda. Uh, just a bizarre combination of players. Uh, Kevin Garnett aged 10 years uh, overnight when he moved to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they mortgaged their entire future to add a bunch of Celtics players they didn't even like and, like, dump Gerald Wallace, who they had effectively traded Dame Lillard for mm-hmm. uh, two years earlier. And uh, and the team was, like, carried by Sean Livingston. And, and they were, like, way worse than the previous team that was just Brooke Lopez and a bunch of hardworking dudes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I think that's the dumbest team. And then Paul Pierce immediately left in the offseason because he hated Jason Kidd so much. Uh, the stupidest team I've watched in the ten in the last 10 years is the 2010-11 Golden State Warriors. Uh, it was a team coached by Keith Smart, <laughs> um, who only coached the team because uh, the Warriors ownership bought uh, the team too late to fire Don Nelson. Yeah. It was like... So they fired him, but couldn't really hire someone new, so they just promoted his lead assistant. And um, something Keith Smart used to do every game uh, was bench Steph Curry for no reason Mm -hmm. to play Mm -hmm. A.C. Law, the fourth, who the Warriors had traded in the summertime a first-round pick for. (laughs) Um, It had Corey Maggette on it. Yeah. Uh, It had Charlie Bell, who uh, showed up for a DUI hearing that year drunk. Drunk, yeah. This is not the one that has a matching tattoo with Kevin Durant. That is a different Charlie. No, yeah. It had Dan Gadzerich on it. Incredible that he, who eventually did get them Draymond Green somehow. Mm -hmm. Their second best player was Reggie Williams. Uh, uh, even yes. though Steph Curry was on the team, he was constantly being benched all the time. Well, and AC Law got, tr- it was, it was crazy <laughs> how much AC Law existed in our memory mm-hmm. and how short a time he was on the team. Joey, do you know when AC Law got traded off of the Warriors? The next year? It was November 16th. <laughs> oh they God. traded for him on June 25th. <laughs> And this stuff was so. When you were saying it, I was getting mad at AC Law again. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, "When did they finally get rid of him?" And <laughs> November, November. Oh yeah, yeah. So they traded him. Oh, to get Raja Bell and Vladimir Rodmanovic, mm-hmm. a wonderful man, not a great player. Yeah, uh, they, they decided they'd rather have AC Law than Jamal Crawford. They also, of course. Uh... Had Jeremy Lin on the team, but uh, cut him for no reason that summer. <laughs> uh, oh my god, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. AC Law, they traded him. He came back for the 2010-11 season. Yeah, 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 yeah. As a free agent. I'm yeah. sorry. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Uh, no, this he team. was there all year. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was for sure there all year. <laughs> I just got, got these insane transactions they make in this era. Uh-huh. Uh, this team also had Al Thornton on it for some reason. <laughs> Uh, but the real reason this was the dumbest team I'd watched, 
uh, is because it's the first year the Golden State Warriors played uh, where they had David Lee instead of Anthony Randolph. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes, they they did not have uh, Anthony Randolph anymore. One of the dumbest players the Warriors had, I would say. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they never they never really let the the Curry Randolph magic it really uh, would have worked simmer, you know, mm-hmm. form a nice little stew. Yeah. Um, and of course, again, they had Jeremy Lin and then they cut him for no reason. Um, and then they used their stretch provision on Charlie Bell instead of Andres Bedrins, which, uh, leads to them trading all their first round picks to sign Andre Iguodala, which is cool and all, but they could have just, you know, waved him. Um, yeah. Yeah, they could have waved. Instead of the $3 million Charlie Bell, Mm -hmm. uh, contract. (laughs) Uh, all right. What a team! <laughs> so so great. Is but... that the year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then what was your question? Go ahead. I I remembered when the Rick Barry thing happened, and it was not that. It was no, the it's year the after. next year. Yeah. Um, do I have to play that because you mentioned it? Um. Well. Yeah, I do. We'll, don't so I? We, we right. are a podcast of laws. <laughs> hey, one second here. Come on, people. You fans are the greatest fans in the world. That's everybody said that. Show a little bit of class. This is crazy. Seriously. Come on. You're doing yourself a disservice. All of the wonderful accolades being said to you for you to treat this man who is spending his money to do the best that he can to turn this franchise around. And I know he's going to do it. So give him the respect he deserves. All right. Uh, Vlad Radmanovich, by the way, that year played 74 games for the Golden State Warriors. All right. Um, <laughs> no snowboarding at all. Kind of sad, actually, when I think about that. Should we go to the news? Yeah, let's do it. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news for humans and robots. Trust the process. All right, Sean, what's our top story? So, uh, Joey, our top story today, of course, is it's a sad story, Joey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The ride has been shut down. Oh, Marquis Chris, the the fair has left town. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, the Warriors cut. 22-year-old center and round ball rock hero Marquise Chris mm-hmm. to make room for Steph Curry's brother-in-law, Damian Lee. The, uh, the whole, the the NBA is a buzz about it. It's just mm-hmm. the biggest news possible. It's all anyone's It's all anyone about. can talk about. It's that and Iran just. Yeah, we were uh, going to do an emergency podcast about it, but we were both crying too hard yeah. last uh-huh. night, so we couldn't do it. Um, and, uh. In his honor, the Warriors executed the worst four-on-one in the history of the NBA against the Rides' hometown team, mm-hmm. the Sacramento Kings. So that was a fitting tribute Definitely. to what Marquise Chris is all about. The only I would say. thing that uh, would have made it more fitting is if Alan Smilajic had then uh, 
pushed De'Aaron Fox into the crowd for no reason afterwards. Yeah, started a fight, (laughs) and... I can't believe they only lost that game by 13 points. I don't (laughs) see how that happened. They should have lost by 33. Anyway, the Warriors did it to sign Steph Curry's brother-in-law, Damian Lee. Uh, Mm -hmm. My first question for you, Sean. Is this nepotism? It is clearly nepotism. It's not. Uh, Damian Lee's been like their best player this year. It's really depressing. I don't know. I don't know. This and, and the Cur- the Curry family dynamic. I feel like it's. Uh, it, I mean, basically, I think some of this is one of the reasons they did it was to make Austin Rivers feel worse about himself because <laughs> he is now in the Curry family too. Uh, it's weird that the Curry family has taken the like essentially annexed the Rivers family. (laughs) Yeah, it's like uh, they're like Puerto Rico to the Curries, right? Right. (laughs) I was kind of thinking more of like the Anschluss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're uh, Guam. The Rivers, Austin Rivers is Guam. And so he's technically a citizen of Curry Nation, and uh, he doesn't get, like, a lot of resources of, uh, like, love and attention from his own family. Mm-hmm. Maybe his mom. I don't know why I'm so mean to Austin Rivers all the time. I kind of do. Look at him. Look at that face. Look at him, look at him in a Duke uniform. Um, no, but Damian Lee has been good. Uh, ironically, the reason he's had an opportunity to shine so much is that the Warriors chose Marquise Chris over... Uh, Alfonso McKinney, their mm-hmm. former... Who also got cut today. Oh, he did. By the well, Cleveland Cavaliers. The circle of life. Um, but, you know, uh, I like the idea of having Marquise Chris, and I think that's the perfect way to appreciate Marquise Chris, in theory. Uh, I certainly liked watching him more than I like watching Willie Cauley-Stein. Um... I don't really agree with that. Like, but Willie Colley-Stein is probably more of a bummer inherently, but I feel like that more has to do with expectations. At least Marquise Chris did cool dunks every once in a while. Willie Colley-Stein doesn't even do that. Marquise, I would say that I think after watching him for a whole season, uh, I think Marquise Chris is still pretty bad at basketball. Oh yeah, for sure, yeah. dude. No, 100%. This is, yeah, this is year four. But that's part of the charm. No, I mean, look, <laughs> I would, I'd take the ride again in a second. I I mean, and they didn't really want to cut him. They just ran yeah. out of time. Well, and... that's the problem. Um, my next question for you, Sean, is uh, does this mean no one wants to trade for all the veteran warriors on one-year deals? <laughs> I mean, I would say yes. Yeah, um, it's what it means. It's possible that they don't actually want to trade Willie Cauley-Stein yet, but also at the same time, I'm not sure who's clamoring for Willie Cauley-Stein right now. They have um, to trick Danny Ainge somehow. That's the <laughs> only way. That's like, you need, a, Which, you need a different big. He's not I mean, trickable, but it's the only team that is like very clearly has a need for a different center. I mean, I I, well, and yeah, Uh, I do think someone will trade for him, but it'll just be much closer to the deadline. Nobody wants to commit to Willie Cauley Stein again right now. Like right now, he is like a recently divorced man on Tinder. You know what I mean? Where we're like, it's not that much of an investment, but even just like the 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 cost of your time, Mm -hmm. the opportunity cost, just it's a stay away. 
Um, he's got the Warriors need to wait till will it like somebody needs a wedding date. Um, <laughs> maybe someone's widowed. You know what I mean? Like, I still don't think he's he's been frustrating, but I don't think he's that bad and he doesn't make much money. But bad. at the same time, he's not a dude you dream on. He's you know, bad. Um, all right. His numbers are good, though. Yeah, but anyway, they. But again, basically... he was also losing minutes to Marquise Chris, uh, as early as three weeks ago. He got a little better after that happened, but uh, uh, still, that was it's a bad sign. Um, all right, and uh, also, it uh, yeah, I mean, the guys I think they were trying to trade quicker were Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson. I still think there might be a market for those guys, but just it's it's a weird like inertia of the nba trade market where... okay the joke of pretending this is the biggest story has now okay. gone on too long right, we need to right, move on right. Right. <laughs> uh, the, uh the my real favorite story in a very uh, long time happened this week uh kevin love sean threw a massive tantrum on the court mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and this is i want to point out first off uh sean do you have something to say here uh, I was just saying, walk us through what happened. Oh, yeah. Um, first off, I want to point out that this is not even the first tantrum he's had on the court this year. Uh, he purposefully got a three in the key like a month ago uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, to like have a mini tantrum. And this is, I have watched this video so many times. It's unlike anything I've ever seen. So... <laughs> So it the, honestly looks like an art film. So the Cavs, it's, I mean, so the Cavs are winding the clock down to finish the half for no reason, first off. Let's start there. Uh, Colin Sexton is dribbling the ball, the timeout, even though there's an eight-second difference between the shot and game clock. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, while that's happening, Kevin Love is standing in, <clears throat> in the paint with pretty deep positioning with Chris Paul on him, mm-hmm. waving uh, his hands while he and the coach look like glower and scream at each other. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, then Kevin Love gets so fed up, he walks all the way up to Colin Sexton and screams for the ball. Yes. But at this point, there's five seconds left on the shot clock, right? Yeah, it's so weird that they're holding the ball that long, even to begin with, but... Uh, yeah. He, he finally gets the ball, and then <laughs> realizes how much time is left on the shot clock, and uh, overhead rifle passes it at Chetty Hosman. And throws it so hard at Chetty Osman. Chetty Osman cannot catch it. Uh, who then heaves up a terrible contested three-pointer. Uh, if you haven't watched the video, I highly recommend you do. It is... We're like two steps away from Kevin Love pulling a full... Um, a full Tannenbaum. Yeah, I think that, that's, a, that's a very good way to describe it. <laughs> Uh, and all I said, all my thing is, is look, uh, I loved watching this video so much. I love what I love watching this video so much that, um, I just never want Kevin Love to get traded because I only want to see more and more elaborate on court 
just just rage outs. Yeah. The way he throws the ball to Chetty Osman is it is remarkable in its fury. <laughs> and it it's so And so unnecessary <laughs> because it's like it's like being mad at your wife and like kicking a dog. Like what you yeah, hear yeah, about yeah. in like the fifties, like some shitty husband doing. <laughs> Because Chetty Osman is not the problem. Everyone else is. <laughs> He's like a child of abuse. Yeah, he is. He's he like like the Cleveland Cavaliers are literally a broken home. Um, and it's a broken home that Dan Gilbert's company is going to repossess <laughs> because of uh the, the mortgage is underwater. So Sean, I want to ask you. Um, what, what is the next thing you'd like to see Kevin Love do to, in protest on the court? Okay. So he's, he's punched a chair. Mm -hmm. He's taken an intentional three seconds Mm -hmm. and he's just yelled at everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to see him try to foul out in the first quarter. (laughs) (laughs) Just all, all like Euro fouls and like, like, how many fouls can he commit before Bayline freaks out and pulls him? Because I think he might keep him in with two. I think he if could they get happen to really four. Fast. I, I think he could get to four, too. Yeah. <laughs> so I think he could foul out before halftime. I don't know that he could do it in the first quarter. But uh, I could see Kevin Love getting some real blatant technicals. I like sh- Like intentionally untucking his jersey. And just getting a bunch of delay of game technicals. Um, I should point this out. Uh, I asked this question on Twitter, and our friend Monta World Peace yes. uh, responded, "He's gonna wear a hat." <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Like a like a big cowboy hat? That is that was That's, that someone was else I suggested imagined. that afterwards. <laughs> that is what I imagined when I read that was. Like like ten gallons, if not twelve. Um, how many timeouts do you think Kevin Love could call to burn them all in the third quarter before he yes. gets pulled? He could, could he call... could he use them all? <laughs> I mean, he could. He, I think he could call three on his <laughs> own, and that's out of the seven they have. Uh-huh. I mean, that's pretty good. Because uh, um, that would be good. I I mean. Look, now that you've mentioned the timeout thing, mm-hmm. now I want him to get traded to the Bulls and play for Boylan. Oh, do we have to talk what about – should we talk about that real quick? We'll talk about that real quick, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Boylan weirdly was bragging about how much they practice playing without timeouts. Mm-hmm. Because as he if, uses like, them all immediately. <laughs> and, and like, he like it th- I don't know why he thinks it's like – I don't know, like shoveling a driveway and a t-shirt. That's the way he was talking about timeouts. Like having timeouts is like weak. Yeah, it's for the uh, weak. <laughs> just like a weird thing. Like now they're kind of like you kind of need them sometimes when you're trailing. Oh, and the other thing that Boylan does um, is he calls lots of timeouts when they're losing in blowouts, mm-hmm. and it infuriates other coaches. <laughs> um, and so last night, um, Daniel Gafford, the rookie center. Went down with what looked like a pretty painful a really ankle bad strain, yeah, yeah, and uh, just fell down on the free throw line, and 
Um, did the ball go out of bounds or there was a delay of game? But the ball, the Bulls did not call a timeout to get him out of the game. Out. And Boylan said the, the refs were even like, you see the guys down and Boylan's like, no, 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 I'm subbing. Uh, and then Tim Hardaway Jr. had to intentionally foul somebody uh, on the other end just so he could get out and like, it's like something you would have seen, like, you know how in soccer, when someone's hurt, the team will, like, kick the ball out, and then the other team just politely throws it back to them afterwards? Mm-hmm. This was the opposite of that. <laughs> it really seemed like Boylan was, like, a dad who was mad at his son, Daniel I mean, Gafford. He, yeah, he he is the most uh, great Santini of NBA <laughs> coaches. <laughs> He, he came very close to just bouncing a basketball off of Gafford's But forehead. it's so crazy it happened two days after he was, like, bragging about playing without timeouts. Yeah. And how I, he doesn't mind burning them. And then a guy is hurt and he does not use one. It's insane. Yeah. It's so... It, it's, it's like... The announcers have no idea what's happening because they have not seen that happen. Like, it's like, that's why, that's why you get a lot of timeouts. <laughs> so one is not that big a deal. Oh, incredible. Uh, but back to Kevin Love. Uh, yes. Sean, walk us through uh, what happened after the game. So Kevin Love, uh, embarrassed, uh, clearly mad at the coach, wants to show that he's not he mad at He got fined earlier that day. Oh, yes. He got fined earlier that day. For screaming at Kobe Altman, the GM. And he said, he said, I don't care. I got, I have plenty of money uh-huh. when he was threatened with the fine. The fine was also $1,000. Which is so, look. <laughs> <laughs> I don't make very much money. Uh-huh. Uh, but even if I really, 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 really had to, I could pay a $1,000 fine. You know what I mean? It would take me like a month's worth of work. Right. But if somebody fined me $1,000, I could pay it. Like, that is... But given what you make relative (laughs) to Kevin Love... No, that's what I'm saying. Like, Like, I am like... I am poor enough... You could could still (laughs) handle it. Yes. I am poor enough... Yeah, exactly. I shouldn't be... What I'm saying is... Look, I think you might not even think about it that much once you paid it, too. Uh, oh, I would, because I'd be like, oh, man, I uh, remember when I had to pay that $1,000. That really yeah. hurt this year. But Now still, I'm in debtor's prison. Yeah. <laughs> but still, like, again, I'm pro. Get, get fined $1,000 every day, Kevin Love. This is great. Oh, yeah, for yelling at your boss in front of all your coworkers. Yeah. And, and you're you just find- giving back, like, you're just giving back a fraction of stealing the worst man on Earth's money. Like, yeah. do it. But I'm just saying, Kobe Altman, a $1,000 fine is wild. I've never seen a fine that low in the NBA. <laughs> like, is this kangaroo court? I At the end I, of a baseball season <laughs> where they're like, you owe us $7 because you didn't bring donuts to the clubhouse that one yeah. time or whatever. <laughs> yeah. There weren't enough sunflower seeds in that backpack. That's so weird. Oh, yeah. So afterwards, Kevin Love uh, makes a post on Instagram explaining that um, he loves his teammates. And then he gets very Kyrie. He's a little cryptic. Let me read the caption. Why am I, why am I, 
making it sound like I'm like summarizing a novel here. Oh, while we're talking, while you brought up Kyrie, uh, Look, we have so much to cover, we can't do everything. Right. <laughs> but we should mention that uh, apparently the reason, the rumor is, the reason Kyrie is still hurt for the Nets is, and I'm not making this up, it seems like something we've ma- we'd make up, but I swear to you, we did not. It's because he's trying to heal his, surger- his shoulder using alternative medicine. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's... <laughs> He's oh. going to be the first, <laughs> he's going to be like the Steve Jobs of basketball. Yeah, he's going to actually die <laughs> from like a torn labrum. I mean, like, I meant. How did that happen? And it's like, well, he, he just only ate fruit. I meant more, he's, his career's going to end just because he's like, no no knee surgery for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to drink juice to make it better. Yeah. Uh, okay, so so before this Instagram post, three days ago, Kevin Love posted uh a picture of the Joker. Mm-hmm. The walking, it, be clear, walking, the walking the Phoenix walking Joker. Phoenix, Golden Globe Award winner, Walking Phoenix, uh, the greatest actor of our generation, putting his fingers in his mouth to make the Joker smile. Mm-hmm. And the caption was, mood. Uh-huh. And then, uh, oh, it was the same day. <laughs> he, yeah. posted, he posted. He posted that after. Yeah, go ahead. Go he posted uh, pictures of him with his teammates. A lot of non-truths being shared. But I've learned we live in a world where people remember accusations and not rebuttals. Let them paint whatever picture they want. Fact is, and he uses an M dash, I love my teammates. And then three bicep emojis. Mm -hmm. And the first picture is him with his arm around Colin Sexton. And it looks pretty affectionate. Like he's really, it's a good like side hug. He's got his hand on his shoulder. Looks kind of like a veteran leader. The next picture is him barely touching uh, Chetty Oseman's back. Mm-hmm. It is, I would describe the amount of contact as like first dance at the sixth grade prom. He's like one inch away from doing the Keanu Reeves hover hand. Yeah, yeah, it looks like, they're, yeah, exactly. He looks like he's trying not to get me too'd in a picture. He's kind of looking at him. They're just very far apart in this mm-hmm. picture. And that was like the most loving picture uh, he could find. And I think the reason is that, oh, I, okay, two parts to this. Obviously, Osman is a child of abuse, and you have to approach him gingerly like a feral animal. But also, um, Kevin Love, I don't think, knows how to hug. Because I've, mm-hmm. see, I've seen, I looked up some other pictures of Kevin Love, and there's a picture of him celebrating with LeBron, and he's lifting LeBron in the air, and he is hugging LeBron Way too hard. I'm going to tell you why. Yeah. Do you think Mike Love knows how to hug? No, no way. <laughs> right. That's what you have he's to like, remember. He's this like, is the Mike, family he comes from. Uncle Mike, will you give me a hug? And he's like, not now, kid. Uncle Mike needs to find his cap. Mm-hmm. In Mike Love's book. Don't look at his book. Don't look at my bald spot, Kevin. Shoot in, more free throws. In Mike Love's book, uh... There's a story about uh, Dennis Wilson doing something bad. I don't remember what it was, but it was for sure bad. So Mike Love sends uh, Kevin Love's dad, Bob, to Dennis Wilson's house, and he beats him. He beats the shit out of him with the receiver of a phone. So (laughs) and yeah, Mike Love. Mike Love is telling this story like he's the hero. (laughs) 
Um, so yeah, I'm, I, I, I think it tracks that, uh, you wouldn't know how to hug if you were from that family. Yes, yes, yes. Um, anyway, keep, keep stealing that money, Kevin Love, from Dan Gilbert. You're the best. Uh, this is the only cool thing you've ever done in your entire Mm -hmm. life. (laughs) It's true. Except be the most famous college player when you were fat. That was also cool. That was pretty tight. But that... But that you had has a pencil done you, a couple times. Also, you had a really bad pencil thin beard, so it kind of counteracted it. It was weird. Yeah. <laughs> and if you haven't seen a picture of what college Kevin Love looked like, uh, we'll look that up now and blow. It'll blow yeah. your mind. Uh, we'll tweet one out. I'm pretty sure that. they replaced Kevin Love at some point. Is really what happened. <laughs> it, like it's like Andrew WK. Uh, so I would say. Joey, I just have a simple question. Uh-huh. How does the decision to hire a uh, first-time NBA coach who is 66 mm-hmm. years old look right now? Uh, not great. Not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if – is he also from college, so he's used to just screaming and getting his way constantly? Yeah, at Michigan and West Virginia. Uh-huh. And yeah. what were the players mad at him before? Because he – he named plays after animals, yeah, or they remember. were. But that was also clearly coming from Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson. Oh, absolutely, it was. <laughs> Hate it. Uh, yeah, and I do think I do think for people who are like Kevin Love signed that contract, you should eat a dick. Uh, I do think he didn't. I do think when he signed that, Cleveland was not actually planning to tank this hard. Yeah, they told him he was. They were. Their whole plan was to compete. Right. And then what was going to happen in the draft? Uh, I'm sure Dan Gilbert thought because LeBron James had just left, they were going to give him the number one pick. It happened three out of four times the yeah. last. So <laughs> I, I don't really blame him. But unfortunately, uh, the league awarded New Orleans the number one pick for losing mm-hmm. Anthony Davis instead. So <laughs> tough luck. Um, hey, we had a trade, Sean. Oh, oh, we did. Uh, almost exactly two weeks ago. Oh, yeah, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Trades. That's right, we're talking about trades. Slash Capspace URLs. You remember, we talk about Capspace all the time on the program. Slash Capspace. Let them know that you came from us. Limited time only. Terms apply. Protected picks. You can even create a beautiful website while listening to this podcast. Over 140 million people choose Wix to create their website. Create yours today. That's wix.com slash woj, W-O-J, to get 10% off. Rights to euros that are never coming. Enter code NBA at checkout for $20 off your first order. Expiring salaries. If you missed it, we launched the Recapables Billions podcast on our Recapables feed. Treating people like they're assets and not people. ZipRecruiter.com slash low post, L-O-W-E post. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Even robots know that basketball is a business, so players shouldn't have feelings because of business. Trades. All right. Almost exactly. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Because I'm going to leave that in. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the the trade was almost exa- – it was on December 23rd, just before Christmas. 
before we took our recording break. And it was, it was, what's, what's like a, like a, like a, it wasn't really a blockbuster as much as like a slight block gentrifier. I mean, I more say. importantly, it was a trade when we hadn't had one of those since Russell Westbrook got traded. That's true. Um, so Jordan Clarkson got traded to the Jazz for Dante Exum and two second round picks. Mm-hmm. Sean, I want to ask you a question. Uh, it sort of feels like they overpaid for Jordan Clarkson a little bit, right? Like, sure, Exum is hurt all the time and paid more. But uh, I don't know if I would trade two second-round picks for Jordan Clarkson. Um, no, but but what is Dante Exum's contract? I, I am not I think sure he makes how much he makes. a year. Yeah, so he is... Um, I would probably pay that to get rid of... I, Look, you and I, I think, have different levels of belief in Dante Exum. But essentially, they're buying, they're, they're, they're selling those two second-round picks for uh, Dante Exum's $9 million salary next year, I think. Because I think Jordan Clarkson's contract is up. Mm-hmm. Um, Here's my thing. Uh, Dante Exum... Who I like a lot. Uh, he's very good when he plays. In fact, uh, he's few not days... though. That's the thing. But a few days ago, he had twenty-eight points. <laughs> he... Yeah, he's just <laughs> uh, okay. He was really good in the playoffs that one time. He for just short, he's, limited he, minutes. He's just not really good at anything specific. He's fast. <laughs> yeah, or he was fast. Um, he's still uh, only twenty-four. Um, yes. But How many career games has he played? Not very many. But what I was going to say is this is the uh, another in a long line of uh, not trading a guy uh, for way too long and making him untouchable, you know? Where it's like, I like to call it the Roderick Boubois, uh, who was very famously a Dallas Mavericks French guy. Yes. Who had who scored 50 points in a game against the Warriors, I believe. Uh-huh. Uh but also was hurt all the time and they kept making him untouchable and like teams would ask for him for like really good players and they'd be like, "No, we're not giving up Rodrik Bobois." Yeah, yeah. And then uh Dirk Nowitzki didn't win a championship for 3 years because they held on to this injured guy. Roddy B, baby. Uh I think you could also make a uh, an argument that Nick Batum was a Roderick Boubois. Hey, he's a, he was, like, good, though. Yeah, but it's still, like, one of those things where it's, like... You know, the... the people get blinded by, uh... Um... Potential I, that isn't necessarily there, you know? I mean, look, Nick Batum, it is insane that he sparked a bidding war between like a like a blood feud between the Blazers and Timberwolves but I believe that that just fit into the general city feud that they had mm-hmm. where it was like the the Wolves signed Brandon Roy to screw the Blazers out of a bunch of insurance money and cap room mm-hmm. but it was all like went but that back was the like, end of yeah yeah of it yeah, yeah it yeah. went it went it went from like one of those teams 
signed the other team's right guard, mm-hmm. and then the other team signed their receiver to a poison pill contract. And anyway, just the weirdly contentious early Kevin Pritchard years. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, but I think Jordan Clarkson is kind of a perfect fit in Utah. I mean, he is because Mike Conley's been so bad at offense this year. Uh, they well, kind of just need someone to shoot a lot. They don't really have a lot of ball handlers. They yeah. have Mitchell and Conley, and, uh, you know, Exum just kind of wasn't playable, and he was hurt all the time. I mean, Boyan and Ingles both sort of are supposed to be able to handle the ball, but... It's just, they're not, like, the team just has no depth, basically. They're a weird team. I don't understand why they're not better. I'm going to be honest. They, well, I mean, because they... <laughs> traded a bunch of people for Mike Gon- Conley and he has been garbage yeah. and they kind of, they kind of missed Derek favors. I would say too, as weird as that wow. is to say, uh, I don't know if you can miss a thing that does not exist, John. That's true. Because again, they, once again, uh, in case you didn't know, we here at round ball rock believe that Derek favors is actually a hologram mm-hmm. uh, because well, no one has ever actually seen him. <laughs> Or re- play basketball like he's just numbers on a yeah. sheet. It's like a matrix. Like, you know, he he did reappear once people stopped paying attention to the Pelicans, too. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Much like a magic eye that, like, you can't look directly <laughs> at it. Uh, by the way, that that's, uh, that's how they got the capital to trade for Jordan Clarkson. Mm-hmm. This is uh, the Smilogic pick they got that... Uh, the war the Warriors sent a second round pick in 2023 for uh Serbian teenager mm-hmm. Helen Smilajic. And my new my new favorite Golden State Warrior. New favorite Golden State Warrior. Uh that was the the Pelicans flipped that for Derek Favors. And then the other pick they got is the pick that the Spurs sent the Utah Jazz four years ago for taking Boris DL so they could sign. How to soul. Mm, I'm gonna say in hindsight, move. in hindsight, they should have stayed with Boris. Yeah. Um, all right, one another big story we missed because oh, yeah. we were on break. Uh-huh. Uh David Stern died. Is it weird that I kind of don't really care? No. <laughs> He's <laughs> like an old man, like old rich dudes die all the time. Yeah. Uh, uh he did some good stuff, he did some bad stuff. Uh I'm going to say yeah. did not seem like a very good person, but uh, also was like a funny guy. So uh, yeah, I mean, like, like you, you kind of can't be a good person and be the commissioner. Uh-huh. He uh, seemed like he was. Yeah, he was funny. Yeah, it was funny when he'd like egg the crowd on into booing him. I liked that. Uh-huh. Um, um, his mustache was funny. Um, but yeah, he seemed like kind of a jerk. Uh, but at a time when. The NBA, I guess, needed a jerk, um, but then he was he a was, jerk for too long. <laughs> like, he was he was the lead counsel against Oscar Robertson's free agency case. Um, it did seem like maybe the NBA did have way too many people doing cocaine, and uh, David Stern did seem like a less racist man than working most, for yeah, a bunch of racists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Uh, uh, also less sexist because he was he refused to let the WNBA fold, so that was cool. 
And he was um, he was pretty like I would say good moments with Magic Johnson, um, but also bad uh, moments by, with uh, Ellen Iverson in the dress code. Um, yeah, that yeah. was real racist. I was, I was gonna give him the good things. Okay, first, Joey. sorry. I, 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 I would have led with letting Oklahoma City's band of pirates uh-huh. steal the yeah, Supersonics, yeah. but like you know he was with Magic Johnson at HIV. He had a very reasonable response. Uh, it did seem like the NBA was more progressive than other leagues. Uh, but yeah. Uh, oh, and, and that the visionary move with uh, the Chris Paul trade veto, which <laughs> history has upheld and it has remained very uncontroversial. <laughs> um, anyway, I don't care. Like, I'm sorry for his family or whatever, but we don't need to sit here and suck off. David Stern, like every other NBA podcast. All right. Um, hey, in your face. Uh, do yeah, I, suck on those nuts. Let's, let's talk about this, though. Uh, this, is a, this is more our wheelhouse, I think, uh, Sean. Uh, D12, Dwight Howard. He's in the dunk contest, baby. <laughs> I'm way in. I don't think he'll be good, but... Whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the problem, the problem with the dunk contest is it's a bunch of guys no one cares about competing, uh-huh. and it's like even when a guy is pretty good, like Hamadou Diallo was pretty good last year. Uh-huh. No one cares because he doesn't play in basketball he's games. Fucking Hamadou Diallo. Yeah, and like <laughs> and that big thing where they were like, we're going to bring in this great dunker from the G League to compete with these guys, and it was like, well, he's competing with guys that are one step out of the G League themselves, and but also. That guy's in the dunk contest again this year. Now that he's a real NBA player, Derek Jones Jr. I mean, he ended he up being going to play. He's kind of a better NBA player than a dunker, honestly. Like it. I mean, he it's does weird that, real sick in-game dunks. He's, he's uh, cool. He dunks it's on just, people a lot, but yes, it's just, it's just, it's, it's like, it's like anything. It's really hard to get motivated for a competition when you don't know anything about the teams involved and you don't have a rooting interest. And it's like, yeah, get more famous guys to be in the dunk contest. Yeah, Like, like I would rather have a shittier dunk contest with more famous people. And that, that seems wrong, but I mean, also a little secret, Joey, not that much range between a good dunk and a great dunk. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like you're doing something clever, but like you're, you know what I'm saying? Like, like the things I really liked was when people do insane things like having a mascot turn around on a hoverboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, blowing like out a birthday candle. Like, yeah. that's not that good of a dunk. No. In fact, perfect example. One of my favorite dunks ever is a Dwight Howard dunk. And it's oh, not yeah. the stupid Superman one. No. It's when he sticks that sticker of his yeah. face on top of the backboard. Yeah. And it takes everyone, like... 15 minutes to realize what happened yeah the same with uh, the birthday cake duck where it's yeah. always like it's always like ernie johnson and charles barkley have no idea what happened and kenny smith still doesn't get it immediately but gets it like a minute earlier than everyone else and is like he blew out the candle <laughs> and people are like what uh yeah so it was pretty far away so here's <laughs> my question for you sean yeah. Yeah. what dunk do you want to see dwight howard do Okay, I don't want to jump on what everyone else has said and some variation of the fart dunk. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to. I do want to because we mentioned the fart dunk. I should bring out uh, the dunk 
discussed a lot on the the soon to be late great take it or break it podcast the shit dunk mm-hmm. which i always thought was the dunk that makes the guy stopping the dunk shit no 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 but no, no. they it's, it's actually the a dunking. dunk that you dunk so hard it you makes you pants. take yeah. a shit yeah, yeah, yeah. um <laughs> I think Dwight Howard might do that accidentally, but it won't be because of, like, power. It'll be, like, adjusting. His body's still adjusting to not downing, like, eight pounds of sugar a day. And um, I would like to see, okay, so what what matches Dwight Howard the most? I mean, say yours. You had the best idea. Okay, so you know how, like, when Beavis and Butthead will like present at the Emmys. Yeah. Where it's a cartoon and everyone's just pretending they're there. Yeah. 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 I want to see him dunk over Peter Griffin. That's incredible. <laughs> I would I would like to see him um bring back his Thanos costume from Halloween uh-huh. and and dunk as that. But I kind of think it would fit Dwight Howard more if he dressed up as Austin Powers and dunked over a fembot. Mm-hmm. That's pretty like good. That's, that's like the, the Dwight wheelhouse. Okay, here's another one I want to see. If right. we're doing costumes. Yeah, yeah. He brings his wife out. Okay. He's dressed as Borat. He's married? <laughs> okay, he's, he had, uh, whatever. He brings yeah, a yeah. wife out. Somebody's okay. wife. Yeah, yeah. He's dressed as Borat. He dunks uh-huh. over the wife. You know what I mean? That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, I'd also like to see a move where uh, he brings out LeBron to throw him a lob off off the the backboard, and so they they set it up, and LeBron intentionally misses it twice, mm-hmm. and they both act like, "Oh, what's going on?" And then he throws up a lob. Dwight goes up to get it, but actually bounces it off the backboard himself. And Alex Caruso has meanwhile sprinted out of a seat and he catches that lob and he dunks it instead. And then Dwight's like, look, I'm all about team now. Okay. Uh, I'd also like to see him do uh, what's called the Jose Canseco. Okay. Uh, where he throws a lob, he bounces a lob up really high and then goes to dunk it, but then accidentally bobbles it and it goes uh-huh. off his head into the hoop. Oh, that's good. That's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. That is that's Dwight's wheelhouse now, right? I mean, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. good. He's good, but he's still he's a Jose Canseco motherfucker, you Yeah, know he's I mean? the he's the he's the clown prince of basketball and and definitely has could have a similar training regimen to Jose Canseco. Come on. Right? Uh-huh. Um, all right. Oh, oh, the other thing I would like him to do is he puts a can of Diet Pepsi on the rim, mm-hmm. and he, he dunks the basketball and spills the Diet Pepsi in honor of his uh, encounter with Stan Van Gundy. <laughs> oh, dude, what if he just dunks on Stan Van Gundy? That would be so tight. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, uh, Sean, do you want to talk about our next story here? Yeah, sure. Uh, I was just amazed at this. Like, it's not a surprise that the Heat are retiring Dwayne Wade's jersey. Uh, it is somewhat of a surprise that it's a three-day ceremony. Uh, thanks to Katie Heindel for pointing this out mm-hmm. at whatevs. Uh, I'll just read this press release. On the Friday before... The, okay, so they're 
retiring his jersey on a Saturday game against the Cavs, uh, Dwayne Wade's true team. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they're, they're not going to do it when LeBron is there. Uh, they might have missed that opportunity. I don't know. <laughs> That's uh, fucking weird. <laughs> the Cavs? Is it because I mean, both a- LeBron and Shaq played there? <laughs> His two best teammates. Yeah, his two best teammates. <laughs> uh, yeah, his favorite teammates, Shaq, LeBron, and Zydrunas Ogowskis. <laughs> um, so on the Friday before the game, the, the Heat will hold an event called Flashback, honoring Dwayne Wade's impact on the NBA, the Miami Heat, and South Florida. Uh, apparently that's just to season ticket holders, premium seat holders, and the Heat's corporate partners. And what uh, is it? <laughs> but what uh, is it? I don't I don't understand what it is. <laughs> it's at the arena and then they're having the game in the Jersey retirement on Saturday and then Sunday they're going to be screening a documentary called D Wade Bigger Than Basketball uh-huh. at the arena at 3:30 the next day. Okay. That's too much. But I guess, you know, his famous nickname 3, his jersey number, the number of rings he got and the name that literally everyone calls him all the time. <laughs> Three. Uh, I just have one. Qu- I mean, this is just weird. I don't have a lot to add. Except, uh, Joey, how many days did they devote to Dan Marino's Jersey retirement? Mm, fewer than uh, Michael Jordan's. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I keep thinking they retired Danica Patrick's jersey. And I'm like, no, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of the. You're thinking of a the, different the editor player, of the players' tributes. Um. All right, and finally, Sean, we haven't talked about him in a while, but you know what time it is. I do. Sadly, I do. It's Tillman time, baby. It's Tillman time. That's right. Texas Tillman, Trump supporter. Stay house man and billionaire buyer. Houston Rockets motherfucker. Tillman time. How does Tillman describe himself? A motherfucker. <laughs> All I do is win, win, win. Tillman time. All right, Sean. What's going on with the owner of uh, with Tillman Fertitta, the owner of the Houston Rockets and of multiple uh, high and low end chain restaurants. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, he's been a little quiet recently. He but, has. Uh, might be the new year. He made a resolution, but he's back uh, releasing Gary Clark, mm-hmm. uh, the, the the backup who played his way into the Rockets rotation and all of our hearts this year. Uh, He was released because his contract was imminently guaranteed. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, he's um, and the Heat want to either sign him to a team friendly contract, which they attempted to do. Who was the guy they tried to do this with last year? Uh, Daniel House. Yes, who uh, did get a long term deal, Mm -hmm. but it was not. It was not as team friendly as perhaps Tillman had hoped, I believe, was mm-hmm. the result of that, right? So, um, and they've said that they might just try to fill his spot on the buyout market. 
So once again, uh, doesn't seem like Tillman wants to spend a great deal of money on the Houston Rockets. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's possible the maybe Ben McLemore has just taken his spot. Sean, can I uh, read you some quotes? Look, uh, I do actually have a Tillman Fertitta Google alert, but somehow I missed this one. This is an old one, but I feel like we should read this. Uh, this is uh, from September 2019. It's a Yahoo Finance article, and it's called Houston Rockets owner Tillman Fertitta on why, quote, socialism scares the hell out of me, unquote. Uh, and here's wow. the, yeah. <laughs> uh, here's the quote. Socialism scares the hell out of me because you will shut people down like myself who every day is building something, creating jobs, employing people, waving people to save money. Quote, I am the American dream. Anybody can do it if I can do it. Believe me, I'm not the smartest in the room. I just worked really hard and socialism really scares me. Um, Tillman gets... Uh, a bunch of government subsidies for a lot of his projects. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh, um, but that does that does mesh with uh, the tone of "Shut up and listen." Uh-huh. The yeah. Tillman Fertitta audiobook, which that I we've yet to every I haven't, minute. Of. I haven't done it yet. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry, I haven't done it yet, Sean. We'll get on. You've been, that. You've been talking too much. You're not listening. <laughs> I have to shut up and listen to his three hour audiobook. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I can't get as worked up about this move. I I find it hard to care, but I do think it is good. It's bad news for the city of Houston. Great news for the city of Austin, mm-hmm. because I believe Gary Clark will be back on Austin city limits. <laughs> um, what I will say is, uh, remember last year when he said they were supposed to pay the tax and then they accidentally yeah, they, got, fell out of uh, it? Uh-huh. Uh yeah, I don't think that was an accident anymore, Sean. Considering what? what's happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> just say, does not send a great message for people trying to hustle their way into the Rockets rotation, <laughs> I would say. Um well you know what? Bootstraps, baby. He didn't pull himself up by his bootstraps hard enough. Yeah, oh, that's you, why you Gary gov- Clark's you wanna, gone. Yeah, you want a government CBA handout, Gary Clark? Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, anyway, I hope he does something crazier soon so I don't have to read quotes from four months ago. Um, <laughs> Sean, I kind of feel like the trade deadline is going to be Tillman time. I well. hope so. Um, Sean, I think that's our show. I think that's a show too, yeah. Um, anything you want to plug? Uh, I've got some stuff on Yardbarker this week. I controversially... Called for the trade of Joel Embiid. Oh, yeah. Are people mad at you for that? Uh, they kind of were. And then other people were like, well, they got to trade one of them. <laughs> like, like Philly fans are... Okay, they're distracted by calling for uh, Clowney's arrest for hitting Carson Wentz. So my timing was good in that respect. But also, uh, I think it's just like so instinctual as a Philly fan to freak out. Most people are like... What are you talking about? And I'm not really calling for them to do that now. I do feel like they will eventually have to trade one of them. And mm-hmm. uh, they could probably get more for Embiid. So. And he's, uh, you know, he's big old center playing in 2020. I kept writing in the NBA in 2019 and then having to change it. Um, <laughs> uh, as
as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter uh at frankie muniz where boy did i tweet a lot of good stuff over the break uh on january 6th i tweeted i just waited on hold with the irs for over 78 minutes and they just ended the call fml equals frankie muniz's life whoa uh by the way check out frankie's i mean joey's instagram (laughs) at frankie muniz on instagram for a truly bizarre video of uh, Frankie renting out a Boston market for his girlfriend's birthday. I don't think he really rented it out. I think it was just empty. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> and it... he made that joke. But who knows? <laughs> um, Sean, did you write a song? I did. I wrote a song uh, just, to, just because of our great reader mail, uh, voicemail slash correction... I did some research. I learned even more facts about that beautiful region of Ontario. And I wrote a song uh, called Waterloo Kitchener with uh, my good friend Ray Davies. Oh, are you guys going to fight on stage? We already did. (laughs) I am am very bruised. (laughs) Uh, That's playing under us right now. And uh, trust the process. Trust the process. And uh, shut it down. Let's not go to war in Iran for 20 years again. Shut the war down. Yeah, exactly. Stay home. Red River Valley St. Lawrence Lowlands On the Haldeman Track Near Wilmot Township Mennonite Settlements And Grand Trunk Railway Tracks and your from there And when he goes back to Waterloo Kitchener He is in paradise Every day I'm confused by the radio pattern growing Jamal needs Scott Stevens, Hall of Fame defenseman at Center in the Square. They're seeing the symphony because of Robbie, Armenian theaters there. And they
to the kitchen We're for a cosmic night And when he goes back to walk to the kitchen He is in paradise Walk to the kitchen's back Walk to the kitchen's back Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Late bloomers tend to have more curiosity. They tend to have more resilience. There are stories and mythology that this country has woven around black men. What if everything we've been taught is just all wrong? What's worth more than this fear right now? And that rising after failure is part of the glory of being a human being. Listen to deeply personal, insightful, and thought-provoking stories from the world's leading thinkers and doers. Listen and subscribe to The Unmistakable Creative wherever you get your podcasts. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.